Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We talk about building, we're talking about building a business, building a company, building yourself, whatever you're working on or towards. We want to be part of that journey. We do that through our coaching, speaking, and training, but we also have some special guests on the podcast. I am grateful today to have Ann Bowers Evangelista, better known as Ann B.E., on the podcast today. Dr. Ann Bowers Evangelista is a 20-year business psychologist and executive coach. She has worked extensively with senior leaders and executives at Fortune 500 companies, NGOs, not, not nonprofits, and is also an endurance athlete and has completed over 50 half Iron, Ironman races, marathons, mm-hmm. century rides, long-distance swims. She's very active, as you can tell here. Her favorite comeback in the face of adversity, completing a full Ironman race in 2015 after breaking her hip and pelvis in a bike wreck. Ouch. And she is currently writing a book on endurance leadership and blogs on the subject frequently. And welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Brian. It's so great to be here. What a pleasure. Well, you know, after reading that, I, you know, uh, somebody that needs a little more physical activity, you're just inspiring me to, to learn to do some of this endurance stuff. So it sounds exciting and adventurous and, and what a way to model, you know, being a leader. I want to ask you what we ask all of our guests on the podcast. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Ann B.E.? Yeah, it's such a great question. And I love hearing the diversity of responses you get from your guests. You know, there's just so many ways to think about leadership. And when I think about leadership, I, you know, I I think I've said, I, I think of leadership as really someone who has, you know, the vision to see what's possible, the judgment to know what's feasible, the network and experience to know what's needed, but also the humility to know who's needed. And, you know, I think all of those things are so critical for leadership. Often we think about leaders um, in service of others, right? So thinking about uh, a lot of what John Maxwell talks about, thinking about servant leadership, there's so much about serving others. But with, in addition to that, also I think about we have to be able to be leaders of ourselves. And uh, I'll talk a little bit more about some of that in a few minutes, but I I think that leadership is so much about being able to really see a vision, but not just for the the moment, but really for the long-term and that's seeing yourself for the long-term as well. That is wonderful. And I got to hit the backup, what I call the backup alarm. You mentioned that something I haven't heard yet. Of course, we always get a variety of answers here. Having a network and knowing when you need to ask, you know, for help, basically. I want you to unpack that a little bit for the listeners, because I think that's very important and worth repeating. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I think about leadership, you know, we think about things like strategy. We think about execution. We think about um you know, building something that's that's 
long lasting and, and amazing. And often we almost immediately think about a leader doing that work, but the, that's such a false notion of how organizations build success, right? I think about your slogan, Brian, right? Build, build yourself, then build others. And I think no leader builds strategy in isolation. There's no such thing. You cannot be strategic without asking other people, without inviting others into the conversation. Your network, the people around you, your customers, your clients, the, the people in your organizations build your knowledge, build your strategy, help you really discover all of the, the possibilities and limitations therein. And I think often in that component really gets ignored sometimes in the definition of leadership. We, we forget that leadership is really within a web of, of the broader organization and all of the people in it. And it takes humility to recognize that. So I think all of those things, they I listed them sequentially, but we know they are all inter, interwoven with one another. So there is no such thing as having vision and strategy without the humility to recognize, hey, you know what? I can't build this on my own. There must be other people who have bigger and better and brighter ideas than mine that can work with me to build that vision. Wow. You know, I love that part you said about uh, strategies not done in isolation. That's profound. Did you just come up with that or is that something you've, you've had in the past? No, I, you know, I, I hear so much these days, people feeling like they're getting feedback that they're not strategic enough um, you know, a lot of people coming into coaching and, and potentially uh, folks ascending into C-suite positions that say, I need to work on being more strategic and really having to, to unpack that with them and, and thinking about what is being strategic? What does that really mean? And often people just think I'm supposed to pull myself up by my bootstraps and somehow magically become strategic. And what makes people strategic is exposure, having an, an understanding of what's happening at the highest levels of the business. So having sponsors at that level and people you're engaging with at that level, having um, the opportunity to bring other people into conversation. And most importantly, and, and also has to do with some of my belief about endurance leadership is having the space to be able to focus on what you need to be thinking about without running around like a crazy person 24 seven and allowing yourself the space to be able to think, to plan, to, to really put those strategy uh, opportunities into place. And sometimes it means just sitting for a while and not having some great idea, but giving yourself the space to be able to consistently set aside for that kind of thinking. Wow. That is phenomenal. Listeners, I hope you're taking notes. She's dropped several nuggets on us there. It's this woven you know, web of people, those relationships that are so important to leadership. You're not on an island. You know what? And I wish I would have discovered it a whole lot sooner than I did. But when the team comes to you for answers, you think you have to have them. And, and it's that's not the case. The case is you can collectively work together to, to come up with answers. And, and then leader, you know, a lot of times people turn to a leader and say, what is the answer? And I had to give myself the, hey, I don't know. I just don't know the answer right now. Let's talk about, let's, let's find out what the answer is. 
Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you a, um, I, I love this, uh, this image. Um, I, as you know, um, I have a, a, a spouse who's active duty military and uh, at one of our previous assignments overseas, his, his admin actually had a sign on her desk that said, come in and we'll figure it out together. And I just think if every leader could think that way and give their team that same luxury of thinking about, you know what? I don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers. Together, we can figure this out. Um, I was listening to one of your uh, recent guests and you know, you, you all were talking about if we could all be in alignment, what, what's possible from that? And, and I think the same thing around if we could all have the mindset of no one person has the answer but together we can come up with a solution that's gonna be really workable and viable and potentially amazing. That is amazing. And, and the thoughts of that, just thinking through that, th first of all, thank you for your husband's service, but also for you as a spouse, for your sacrifice you make as a spouse of, of someone serving. So thank you for that. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. We're going to dive into endurance leadership. I know that's a passion for sure. you. I want to tell the listeners, though, you know, I'm not only introducing Anne as a guest. This question that we've been asking on this podcast for over 50 episodes now, what does leadership and being a, lead, being a leader mean to you, has developed into a book that is called Voices for Leadership. And Anne's going to be one of the authors in that book, writing about endurance leadership. So pay attention, go to voicesforleadership.com and see our authors, these amazing people that are collectively coming together and providing answers about leadership, unique answers in their own DNA, their own voice. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be coming out early next year. But Ann, let's talk about endurance leadership, because I know that's very important to you as an endurance athlete. Let's let's first talk about this broken hip, you know, and, and then overcoming that, because I think too often people think, you know, they see people that have, have made it, if you will, and they don't see the struggle and the, and the, the, the defeat and, and the, the, the what, what am I supposed to do and, and all the stuff that's behind the scenes for people that are successful. So unpack that for us, the, this going from a broken hip athlete to recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just a, a little bit of the history of that. I was actually training for an Ironman race, which for those who don't know what this craziness is, it's a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, followed by a full marathon. So, uh, you know, it's it's kind of an all day commitment. And, um, you know, there's a lot of training involved in doing that. And uh, I was riding with a group of people and uh, unfortunately had a, um, a very bad dog, as I will say, come and, and disrupt my my uh, ride in my world um, and, you know, ended up on the ground with this broken hip. And I was in the middle also of, of uh, raising money for 
the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society was the whole group we were raising money for uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So it, I was training with this group of people. So again, kind of, we'll figure it out together. We were all doing this together. And um, so not only did I lose this dream of doing this race, um, but I also lost a, a huge kind of network that I had built over months of doing this. So there was a lot of loss at that moment. And um, it really did kind of bring me back down to some of my own essence of what was important. And and brought me back to some of my own personal mission and what you know the way i think about mission and we'll we'll get into that a little bit around mindset is you know how how do i want people to describe me at the end of my life you know what are the things that i want people to say about me and you know i think most of us have a vague idea of that we we certainly know the things we don't want them to say um, many people say, I don't want people to talk about, you know, how much money I made or, you know, that I worked a lot. And yet we get very caught up in those things in our day-to-day -day life. And it really brought me back to my, to some of my own personal mission and, and being able to um, raise money for, for great causes is something that's very important to me and is something that I want to be able to define myself by. So what I had decided is I would get back into the sport and I would continue to raise money for, uh, for great causes. So um, I, I kind of practice some of what I talk about in, uh, in the book chapter and in my model for endurance leadership, really thinking about my mindset, putting together a plan of how I was going to kind of recover. And I had to go from wheelchair to walker to cane. I had to really be able to get my gait back down. Um, eight months after that hip break, I ran a half marathon. And uh, it was four years later that I was able to um, complete the actual Ironman race in Chattanooga. And I raised $3,500 for another uh, charity called Back on My Feet, which um, is provides uh, resources, job placement, and housing placement for people who've been previously homeless through running, actually. So it's a great, great organization. Um, so, so just that whole notion of uh, being able to think for the longer term, you know, that was, I knew that was going to be a several year play to be able to achieve that goal. Um, but even now, I still am continuing to set goals in that in that arena, along with my business goals. I, I, um, so thinking about how do you really take where you are at any given moment in your leadership and connect what's really important to you for the long term and be able to build various strategies and disciplines in order to get there. And all of that using support because none of us are going to get there on our own. Yeah, and I wanted I wanted to set that up because you're going to be you know talking about endurance leadership, and and you're you're a model of that. So you've, sh you've shown how you you overcame this situation. I mean, a lot of people would have said, you know what, I can't do it anymore, and instead you said, no, I'm going to train and I'm going to get back to it. So, so what are the four points? I know I've got it written in front of me, but tell the listeners the four pillars of your uh, endurance leadership. 
Yeah, I really think of these as four kind of interconnected disciplines, you know, no no pun intended on one of this on one of the areas, but it's it's about anchoring your mindset, it's about excelling in execution, it's about forging discipline and leveraging support. And um, you know, each of these is somewhat distinctive, but there is no way to do any one of them without the other pieces being in place. And I start with anchoring mindset because, as I talked about with that mission component, without the right mindset as a leader, you know, none of the other pieces are going to get you where you want to go. We have to really think about endurance um, in leadership as, as a as a mindset that we're carrying over the years. And, and just to back up, you know, the, this notion of endurance leadership, many times when I say to people like, oh, that sounds awful, you know, who wants to endure as a leader? And I, I wanna reclaim the word in the way that endurance athletes use the word, which is really about the ability to overcome hard things and thrive in the face of adversity versus, I'm just trying to survive. So in order to think about, you know, how do I want to build my leadership, especially you take somebody who's 30 years old, you know, maybe first time leader or, you know, maybe approaching 40 and they're getting into kind of a senior director role or and they want to continue to lead. But gosh, we just came through 20 months of pandemic. People are burned out, right? People are really unsure of how to keep going. And so often I hear people talk about things like, you know, I just feel like I'm sprinting all the time. Well, that's not sustainable. So if you're a leader and you're in some of these, you know, mid early mid career leadership roles and you're thinking, I wanna be doing this for another 20, 30, 40 years. How am I going to keep my energy? How am I going to keep my staying power? How am I going to stay kind of connected with my true north, to use another term, to, to get there? So those four components, I think, really work in unison around that. Yeah, and, and we could have a, a show on each of those four components, but, but we don't have time for that. So what I want to do is I want to <laughs> concentrate on one here. And even, yeah. you know, when you talk about endurance, it just kind of makes me think of this. Because sometimes when we talk about enduring, we're just trying to get through something. But but, but I want to ask you, you know, when discipline gets boring, what do you do to stay the course? <laughs> that is such a great question. Because discipline, you know, it often conjures up these thoughts of just like misery, right? Like, oh, I got to go out and do these hard things. And, you know, yes, there can be times when discipline can be really difficult, but it doesn't have to be boring. Uh, so, so for example, when I think about the, the whole notion of building mental toughness, I'll give you an example from my own life as an endurance athlete. I hate, I, I used to hate going to the track and, and doing like sprint work. I just, I always think of myself, I'm not a runner, I'm a plotter. You know, the reason I do long distance things is I'm really bad at the short distance things. So I don't want to do this. And yet what I find with each time I go, 
I get a little faster. And that makes it not boring at all. Um, and it's really great to continually find these different ways of how can I how can I tweak what I'm doing here? Or what's a way that I might be able to change my strength training ever so slightly that might actually make me a little bit faster when I'm when I'm running? Um, you, just to go to an example very recently, and this this has to do a little bit with discipline of sticking with your plan and also a little bit around what we have in execution, which is running the mile you're in. You know, sometimes when you're doing these things as a leader, you might feel like, how much longer do I have to do this? I was so, for example, I was running a half Ironman race last weekend. I'm you're running, you're on mile 10 of 13 and it's not a lot of fun. As people might say, you're kind of embracing the suck at that point in time. And what I started to do is I started to cheer on the people that were coming the other way, which were all people who were well behind me. And there's a point where you're running really right next to each other. And I was applauding them and cheering them, even though in my own moment, I was having my own struggle with, you know, kind of this moment of discipline, giving to others in that moment, it buoyed me. It gave me energy. It changed my psychology. I felt, I, I felt like I can do this. These, and, and people, I saw the reactions that people had, you know, people perked up, people cheered back, you know, there was a sense of we're in this together. And I think that leaders, you know, often they're in this day to day. It doesn't seem like, you know, Groundhog Day every day. But if you can say, you know what, I'm trying to get better as a listener. What's my goal for this week to be a better listener? What behavior could I target for this week? Just one thing I can do in every meeting, in every conversation to be a little bit better listener. I don't, I don't have to move the needle 150%. I move the needle 10%. That keeps it interesting. That gives you something to focus on that's kind of a micro goal within this broader goal of being a better listener. And so I, I encourage leaders often to think, yes, you're looking long-term, but break it into smaller components. What can you do right now to make a small difference? What could you maybe change next week that might make it more interesting? What's a way you might be able to capitalize on something you're already good at and get even better at to keep that from getting boring? Great, wonderful stuff. I love the piece about you know making small steps. I think too often people focus on the end game and say, I can't get there, but if they'll make small steps toward that end game, then, then you realize, Hey, I can start stacking these up and actually get there. I also heard you didn't like the short distance running, but you do like competition, even if it's competing with yourself. And, and then you also like encouraging others and inspiring others. So that helped you get through that part of the race. So I think that's uh, if the listeners could have a takeaway from that, Focus on what you enjoy and use that as the motivation instead of the activity that is mundane. Well, yeah, and exactly. we've reached a place in the show. I've got to let our listeners know where they can find more out about you. I'm going to bring up your website for those that are watching on YouTube. Okay. For those that are uh, listening, 
This will be in the show notes, but it's www.lumos with two L's, L-L-U-M-O-S.com. We'll include that in the show notes. So if you're driving, just hold on. We you can look at it later. But Anne, what can they find here at your website and how can you help them in the future? Absolutely. Thanks, Brian. Um, you know, my website is going to tell you what my name means. So you can go and figure out what that is. Um, it's going to give you a little bit more information about me, the services that I provide. I've got a lot on there around endurance leadership. I've got uh, what I call endurance leadership minutes. Uh, some of those are written blogs, some are, are vlogs. So hope you hopefully you can go and uh, find some treasure troves there, as well as ways to contact me. Um, one offer that I'm providing right now is for anyone listening to the Build Your Success podcast, um, I'm offering a free endurance leadership coaching session. So feel free to contact me through the website and mention Build Your Success and we will set up a time to meet. Thanks, Ann. I so appreciate that. Listeners, listen, take advantage of that. I've made some offers on podcasts before and I'm just dumbfounded how few people take advantage of, of these offers. Anne's going to be a great coach for you about endurance leadership. She's writing a book about this. She's wrote a chapter for a book that we're publishing. That's Voices for Leadership, Volume 1. So stay tuned for that. But de definitely take advantage of this. I want to tell you about our website, buildcs.net. You can find our events page. You can see what we offer there. Also, if you ever want to send me an email, that's at brianb at buildcs.net. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Do me a favor. Go over to where you're listening to this podcast. If you're watching it on YouTube, give us one of those likes. Uh, give us an honest rating and review. Share this podcast with others. Thanks for listening today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.